0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Queen's Christian Union podcast, Prepare to Share, where we're looking at how we want to share the gospel and um, our love with Jesus with our friends in our everyday lives. Um, And now this week, this episode, I'm coming back after Christmas. We want to look ahead to the mission week, to the events week that we're going to put on um, in a couple months time. And how do we um, share Jesus through that? What's that going to look like? Um, So really practically, just before we jump in, and just around the language about that. So we would tend to call it Mission Week and we have been calling it Mission Week all year. Um, But just now, kind of in the run up to it, we kind of tend to switch our language and talk more about Events Week. So the events that we're putting on um, and that language is just for whenever our non-Christian friends hear what they're being invited to. And I think it sounds more appealing to them as to being an Events Week and that sort of thing. And this week we've got Ray Ortland with us. to to talk about this. So um, Ray, it's so good to have you with us. Um, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone?
1: <laughs> there, it's great to be with you guys. I feel so pleased and privileged uh, just to be your friend and to be in this podcast with these wonderful students. And there is absolutely nothing interesting to say about me. So we let's move on.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Well at least one thing everyone will have will have probably gathered by now that we're not in person, obviously. We're on Zoom, and we're not even in the same country. You're you're over the the water, and so you're from America, right?
1: That's right. Yep.
0: Great. Great. So, yeah, thank you so much for willing to to come and do this. And I think then, as you say, we'll just we'll jump right in then.
1: Okay.
2: So obviously, on Mister Week, and as I see you, everything we do is upheld by prayer. Uh, Mister Week, we surrounded in prayer for for so many reasons, and uh, obviously. We understand god to be sovereign so we pray to him and we recognize that the god of the universe hears our prayers and what a privilege that is uh, and uh, why is it so important coming up to mission week that we realize how dependent on prayer we are and why we have to pray for this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: well i i commend you for even asking the question um uh there is a- asking and answering that question can only tend well for us, uh, it can only tend to our good and God's glory. Um, let me let me provide a framework for how I would answer that question. In 1974, I was in Lausanne, Switzerland, at the World Congress on Evangelization. Billy Graham organized it, and one of the speakers was Francis Schaeffer, who was a kind of prophetic voice in my dad's generation. He asked the question in his address. This was compelling; I've never forgotten it. How do we advance the gospel in the world today? And he said No, this congress is all about evangelism And yet if that's our only answer we run the risk in evangelism of Seeming like salesmen and we have a, a pitch to make and a product to sell And we don't want to do that But people might perceive us that way might hear us that way so he said we need to back up and Locate our evangelism within a larger framework And he said that larger framework includes two contents And two realities and this by the way this addresses i'm pretty sure you can find it on the internet Francis schaefer two contents two realities It's one of the most important things i've ever heard and i got a copy of it and i've never forgotten it It's totally worth you guys sitting down together Reading it discussing it together. I guarantee you you would not waste your time Um two contents two realities The first content is strong biblical doctrine biblical preachings Expositional preaching and so forth. We're not going to shave the radical edge off the bible We're going to swallow the word whole and we're going to share the bible from cover to cover and help people see the bible as it is a jesus-centered gospel-centered message So strong teaching is the first content. The second content is honest answers to honest questions. What are the concerns and questions and reservations that our unbelieving friends have? Well, we should be listening. Guys, if we don't listen to them, they won't listen to us. Let's listen to their questions and let's give honest answers to honest questions. So there's a really healthy, honest dialogue going on. Those are the two contents, strong teaching, honest answers to honest questions. Then there are two realities. The first reality he called true spirituality where prayer comes in. And I wanna to return to this in just a minute. True spirituality, he doesn't mean any kind of elitism. Uh, he, he, what he meant by that is simply treating God as real. And it's easy for Christians not to treat God as real. But it's easy for us to accept jesus and then start serving him in our own strength That's not christianity That's just a semi-christian moralism And really self-exaltation. So the first reality is reality with the living christ true spirituality walking in the power of christ And then the second reality is this is so striking to me the beauty of human relationships Healthy community, beautiful community. How many people at Queen's University grew up in beautiful, r- relationally beautiful homes, for example? How many, how many grew up in healthy communities where the relationships were marked by not just by civility, important as that is, but by beauty? Oh many. So yeah. So this is our opportunity, guys. Um, People, beauty turns heads. And when we in our fellowship together embody the beauty of human relationships, gentleness, sacrifice, honesty, support. When people come in among us and they realize, oh, this is a for you relational culture. And we're we're talking here about intangibles. We're talking about vibe and feel and tone. The intangibles that are so real. When people come in among us and they realize, I will not be cornered. I will not be shamed. I will not be embarrassed. uh, I will not be scolded. I will be treated as as a significant person here. I will matter to these other people because they matter to each other. I mean, that's just beautiful. Nobody expects that. In this world, I am perceived as part of a voting block. I'm perceived as part of a market niche. I am perceived as a social datum to be manipulated as part of some larger collectivity for somebody's selfish agenda. I don't matter in this world and that's ugly. So we wanna create community marked by beauty. So these two contents, two realities, strong doctrine, honest answers to honest questions, true spirituality, and the beauty of human relationships. Now, when we evangelize the world with those pursuing those four purposes together, side by side, then we will have credibility. We will be compelling. Then evangelism will make sense to people. So that's the overall framework. Do, let me just stop at this point. What are your What are your thoughts as I'm speaking?
2: Well, One thing that really struck me when you said, uh, I said, beauty, beauty turns heads on uh, beauty in, in our relationships, especially with uh, Christians and with everyone. When Jesus was talking to the disciples in John 13, he said, how will the world recognize us? And they'll recognize us by our love for each other. And that's lacking so much in our own lives. Uh and that's a big challenge, what you just said, Ray, about all them beautiful things and relationships.
0: Yeah. I love that framework so much. Like I think it even real really, really helpfully kind of sets out what we're looking for in for someone walking through the door into into the the event or whatever we we invite them into and kind of sets out what we want to know and what we're kind of looking for in the background of like they'll see God's word opened. They'll have their questions answered and truthfully and honestly. And then also they should be experiencing that kind of relationship around them. And we're kind of in the background and hopefully they will experience as well that true spirituality of what is actually going on here. And, and yeah, I really love that. It's, that's actually class. I haven't heard that before.
2: I was just going to ask, Ray, where, where does prayer help us in this?
1: yeah well that third point the the first uh, reality true spirituality that's where prayer is located um we're going to treat the living the living christ as real we're going to we're going to treat him not just as one variable in the total mix of reality we're going to treat him as the one who makes the difference for us we're going to admit our weakness rejoice in his strength and cry out to him that, that he will do for us in our generation what only he can do. We want to be living proof that Jesus is real. And we have every right to reach for that by faith and repentance, and we have no right to settle for less than that. So um, the, the verse that comes to my mind, now we're, we're thinking about true spirituality, we're thinking about prayer and the power of Christ upon us, and there's so many passages we could go to you know second corinthians 12 my strength is made perfect in weakness and so forth i mean how could we get out of bed in the morning without second corinthians 12 for crying out loud i mean the whole bible is is god saying to us okay you're weak and you're sinful and you don't know what to do about it i know how to help you why don't you bring the totality of your mess, to me. And let me help you. <laughs> it's just amazing and wonderful. He God is not recruiting the heavy hitters for his cause. He is inviting in weaklings, failures, the despairing, the defeated. And the verse that comes to my mind is Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. This is just one of the in a way, I think Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 sums up the whole Bible. Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Huh. So, okay, come to me. So we're dealing personally with Jesus. It's very personal. We want to come to church, yes. But in coming to church, we're really coming to Jesus. And we can, he's even inviting us. This wasn't our our idea, it was his idea, it's his invitation. If we come to him now, is he gonna turn us down after having issued the invitation? I don't think so. So come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. (laughs) Okay, now I'm a pastor, but here's the truth of it. When I see a high maintenance sinner, an uber needy human being coming my way, I'm smiling on the outside, but out of my peripheral vision, I'm looking for an exit strategy (laughs) because I feel inadequate. What am I going to do to help this poor person, you know, in all their need? When when Jesus sees high-maintenance sinful us coming his way, he lights up. Our burdens do not burden him. We do not deplete him. Our needs energize him. John 1 16, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. <laughs> He's this volcanic exuberance of grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. Wait, let's just dare to believe it for crying out loud. It's in the Bible. <laughs> so come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And thirdly, I will give you rest. It doesn't say maybe you will deserve rest. I will give you rest rest, and calm, and gentle confidence, and good cheer, and positive energy, and strength for your next step. Now, here's something I was just, as I was anticipating our time together today. Well, let me just stop right there. Wait a minute. Time out. What are you guys thinking right now?
0: Uh, It's just such an encouragement, honestly.
1: I just think how incredible is the gospel. Um, how
2: slow we are to believe the promises of, of Scripture, the promise of Jesus that He will give us rest even in
1: this hectic year. Yeah. And what an encouragement, Ray. Yeah, yes. Is Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 ever going to get old? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we can make that the theme of 2021, you know what I mean? And then 2022. Anyway, okay. Now that verse. <clears throat> That works for us at two levels. It works for us personally, and it works for us communally. Personally, moment by moment, that's really important. This is not something that we make up our minds about once for all. It's moment by moment coming to Jesus, we're burdened and heavy laden, and we go back to him again and again and again and again for rest. So you're you're in your events week you walk into a room you see a student 15 feet away you don't know that student and you walk toward that student extend your hand smile introduce yourself and you make a new friend now as you're walking those 15 feet from where you entered the room to that student's presence you're you're sending up a little prayer to the Lord. Lord help me right now to love this student as you love this student. Help me make a new friend and communicate to this person their dignity, their value, their God-given glory, and my availability to be their friend. So you were just crying out to God all the time, and he just loves it. He never gets tired of us. okay? So personally, moment by moment, we are reaching out to the Lord, prayerfully looking to Him for the, the wherewithal we're going to need in any given moment. He is there with us. So we should have prayer meetings. We should never stop, we should have more prayer meetings. But I'm talking about, in addition to that, the real time, moment by moment, you're always, the Lord is always with you. So that's very personal. That's like between your consciousness and the risen Christ above. This constant communion and connection, drawing upon him for whatever you need moment by moment. That's personal. Secondly, communally. I was struck, I just uh, verified it this morning, in my Greek New Testament, come to me, that verb, the imperative come is plural, which makes sense because all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest, the you is plural. As we say in Tennessee, I'll give y'all rest. (laughs) (laughs) So this is shared rest. It's shared coming to Jesus, shared burdens, shared rest. What if the fellowship that, that you share together there on campus, what if you guys give yourself permission not to be on top of everything all the time, but you give yourself permission to admit together when, you are, when you're laboring and are heavy laden? and together come to christ and together receive his rest so that we you become a group a community marked by rest in motion rest in motion so you might be crazy busy but you're not freaking out you're not frantic You're not feeling any pressure to make things happen in your own way, but you are marked by rest in motion together. And uh, gosh, what would it be like? For example, here's, here's just one little insight into that kind of community, a culture of rest, a culture of relaxedness, a culture of good cheer, because Jesus is running the universe and he's good at it. And he likes us. <laughs> here's, here's one thing, one way that could be, one, one way it could, here's what it could look like in one respect. And this is the last thing I'll say, James five sixteen. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confession, prayer, Healing. What if the students at Queen's University, coming in among you guys, what if they saw a bunch of flawed Christians openly with vulnerability admitting what isn't working in life, what's hard about your lives, how you're not doing well? and and just that is the discourse you share together you're openly admitting weakness you're openly admitting your shortcomings together and no one is shamed mm. but the response is well thank you for thank you for opening up like that let's just let's stop it right now and pray for our dear brother our dear sister and and pray and then let let Jesus send down healing and hope and strength and felt forgiveness what if the christians at the university were the most honest people on campus and were seen to be the biggest sinners around <laughs> That's not, I'm going to guess. I'm just going to guess. That's not what the university is expecting.
0: Definitely not.
1: (laughs) Well, you see, that's where true spirituality, the first reality, and the beauty of human relationships, the second reality, that's where they converge. Shared true spirituality. So you guys become a force on campus For honesty and confession and need and vulnerability, and Jesus enters in among you as never before. Like, wow. Could that work? That
2: is
0: an exciting thing, I
2: have to say. And we we could spend all, we could live a life on what we just looked at there, but. just to keep going along in the podcast, you talked about there at the very start the two, the, the content, the Bible doctrine, and in dealing with uh, questions that people are asking. And that's probably our main, at an event, we always have uh, a talk. That's the main aspect of it where we deal with an issue and we show people how without Christ, it doesn't make sense. Jesus yeah. makes sense yeah. of everything. Uh, and why is that so important in our evangelism that we, first of all, deal with people's issues and open up? The bible and exalt christ and point people towards him why why do we do this right
1: well because uh the gospel is the power of god if we want the power of god in our ministries then how on earth could we gain advantage by submerging the gospel (laughs) um and here's why one reason one reason why uh strong biblical teaching helps we're living in a generation where almost nobody believes anything. We're living in a generation of nihilism, emptiness, and despair. And what if there are, in in that generation, Christians who are crazy enough to believe something? Christians who can say with the apostle Paul, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It actually works for me, the power of God. Um, I'm actually being helped. There was a time when I didn't believe anything either. I was cynical. Um, I laughed at everything. Uh, I mocked everything. I hated people of conviction because they were a threat to me. I resented them because they presumed to have something I didn't have. It made me so angry, but only because I was so empty. Empty people become angry people. And when empty people collide with people who've been filled, the people who've been filled will at times arouse resentment, but also they will be intriguing. So we're people who actually believe something. We believe God is actually there. He's actually out there. And that he has visited us in Christ because That super being who created all things actually cares about us. God is not too great to pay attention to you. God is too great to overlook you. We actually believe that. And if you think we're crazy, well, maybe we are, but we like our crazy. (laughs) So people who in in an age of nihilism and despair and the destruction of all confidence and belief and certainty, people who stand up and believe something will will be compelling.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, that's a great explanation of kind of why we do that. And um, for anyone who didn't know, and also just to encourage us that when we do open God's word and, and faithfully people hear that, then we can expect and um, we can expect incredible things and, and God to move. Mm-hmm. Um And then just kind of finally to wrap up and obviously kind of we've talked about, we, we need to recognize that and believe that we actually believe this stuff that we believe in God, we believe he will move. We pray for that. And we have a a talk and we believe that when his words opened and he'll move, but kind of what is our role in this as students? And, and we kind of talk about obviously Non-christians coming our friends coming. We obviously need to invite them and maybe a little bit This is like the beautiful relationships part of what you kind of said. What is what is our role as students in in all of this?
1: Hmm. Gosh, there's so many that's a very significant question. There are so many right answers. Here's just a tiny part of the answer Enjoy the ministry Hmm. Enjoy the challenge Enjoy the uncertainty. Um, do you guys do river rafting in Ireland? <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, so
1: you've got this raft, right? And the surging river and you're going around corners. You never know what's ahead and it's a wild ride. That's life, that's ministry. And it is a blast. Who wouldn't want to go river rafting? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> don't expect control. Don't expect predictability. Trust God, relax, and enjoy the ride, whatever he does.
0: Brilliant.
2: Brilliant. Um, We don't usually do this, but we did talk about uh, prayer, and we just talked about how good Jesus is the needy sinners, how merciful he is. And Ray, I think it would be fitting if you could just wrap things up in, in a prayer for us, please.
1: I would love to. Father in heaven, we do come to you and we pray for these wonderful students at Queen's University. We pray for the believers that you will set them apart to a purpose of grace and glory and guide them and shepherd them into that place of credibility, power, vulnerability, impact that will honor Jesus and really help a whole generation of students. We pray for the unbelievers, that you will gently, sweetly, as only you can, unsettle and open their hearts and make yourself real to them. More real than all this world. We pray for a whole generation of mighty students touched by the risen Christ, sending the gospel to the ends of the earth. Bless these, my friends, I pray in Jesus' name, amen.